Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Dee Eman, CIO at Wake Forest Baptist Health. In this segment, Eman talks about what she has learned by working with Chad Eckes, both now and at past organizations, the career advice she offers for aspiring leaders, and what she has found to be the most fulfilling and challenging parts of being a CIO. So the, the person who held the CIO role before you Chad Eckes is now, he's still with the organization, but as CFO, and how did, how did that work? Like, did you have um, that much interactions with him before he moved over? Yeah, actually, this is the third organization um, I have worked with, um, or worked in with Chad. Um, oh, okay. So I actually met him back in 2005 when I did the opening of the all-digital hospital um, back in the state of Wisconsin. And then I worked with him again at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And then he actually joined Wake Forest um, initially as their chief information officer. And, and he subsequently brought me in as the chief clinical information officer. And then Chad actually has a, a strong financial background. So um, once he was here, it, he was promoted, I think, within the first nine or 12 months. Um, they had an interim CFO that was in the organization at that time. Chad was actually brought in because Wake Forest had been struggling after their EPIC implementation, primarily on the financial front. Um, you can probably look this up. I think Wake is known as, as the worst EPIC implementation in the, in the nation, and they were unable to drop a patient bill for about nine months after they implemented EPIC. So as part of that recovery, they, they recruited Chad to come in, and he subsequently, as I said, brought me in. And once the financial system and, and things were stabilized um, in the IT department, he was promoted to the executive vice president and chief financial officer role. Um, and with that, I was asked to step into his previous CIO role. Okay. Now, I would imagine that, that you still have interaction with him, of course. Oh, yes, I, I report directly to him, oh, okay. um, <laughs> which, which actually has been a, a, a great professional um, mentorship relationship for me. Um, he obviously has a very strong IT background, having been a CIO you know, for a number of years in his career. He also has a strategy background, so it's been a great um, you know, opportunity for me to leverage his knowledge as we've been you know, moving the, the IT strategy forward here at Wake Forest. And I would also say, too, I think, um, you know, having my clinical background, his financial and IT background, it's really kind of afforded the organization the opportunity to, to move some things forward and, again, leverage some more innovative technologies, things like the data lake. Um, we've, we've implemented a hybrid private cloud for our data infrastructure. And again, a lot of that has to do with Chad's background in IT and developing the initial strategy when, when he was brought in. And then me, obviously, you know, executing on that over the past three years to really move the organization forward from a technology standpoint. Right. So when you were involved in, in the opening of the all-digital hospital, that sounds like something that really kind of uh, was a pivotal thing for your career, and it seems like it was an experience you really got a lot out of. Yeah, you know, it was one of those experiences that you really don't know what you're getting into until you're, you're into it. Um, right. But, yeah, it was, especially for that 
point in time um, with the technologies that, that we had available, we actually opened that hospital on IDX last word. And, oh. you know, our goal was to hit all three leapfrog criteria back in 2005, um, the day we opened the hospital. So we had complete physician um, order entry that we opened the hospital with. We had, we had absolutely zero paper when we started. Now, again, that doesn't mean you don't have paper. There's always going to be outside records and things of that nature. But we, we had a, a vision to, to really digitalize everything that we could. So early on, we were, you know, scanning records in to the EHR and ensuring that, you know, that environment was one that was going to really be leading edge at that time in, in 2005. And, and you're right, from a background and experience standpoint, I learned probably more in that hospital startup about IT and technology um, than I had in, in my prior 12 years um, being in healthcare. So it really was, as you mentioned, kind of a launching point in my career to really, you know, as far as a skill set and having that knowledge and experience under my belt, it definitely was something that really, you know, has helped me as I've continued to move forward. Yeah, and, and it's a good lesson for, for people to try not to, to hesitate because something, you know, might be difficult because it really could end up being a pivotal move. Oh, yeah, that, that is absolutely true. And, you know, as I talk with other leaders that are coming up in their careers, I always tell them, don't be afraid. If, if there's something that you want to get involved in, a project, you know, a promotional opportunity, don't try to get so wrapped around whether or not you, you have all of the experience that would be requisite, you know, to be successful in that role. Oftentimes, talented leaders can step into new situations or, or new roles. And, you know, what's really most important is having a network of people that you can reach out to and learn from in areas that you may not be the subject matter expert. I don't think there's ever been a leader that I've come across in my career where they definitively have been able to say, I've done everything and I know everything stepping into this role. And even if you have a background in something, you know, depending on where you're working, the culture of an organization, the mission and vision of an organization, there are always going to be things that as a leader, you are going to need to rely on others to bring subject matter expertise to the table. My guiding principle has always been have a great network of people that you can reach out to, colleagues that you rely on, and again, collaboration is where I see a lot of success for leaders that are, are moving forward in their careers. Yeah, that's good advice. And is that that's something you try to do, mentoring as like in an informal or formal way? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think probably both. Um, I still have people in my, in my history that I worked with at prior organizations that I keep connected with that are, um, you know, moving forward in their careers. And, um, you know, even here at Wake Forest, we have a number of um, people within the organization that were constantly working on career paths and, and, you know, trying to, how do you 
position and, and what learning experiences do you need to, to really set yourself up for success um, given whatever your career goals may be. So, again, I, I've had some great mentors, you know, as I've come up through my career. So I just consider that part of the, you know, being a professional leader is, is helping others kind of navigate and gain experiences and share with them, you know, what's been successful for me. And, again, every leader that kind of comes up through the ranks, they develop their own style and, you know, their experiences really shape who they become. Um, but I think it's really important. To, to be sharing my own experiences with those people and provide whatever guidance I can. Great. Now that you have about um, three years into the role, what, what would you say are the most challenging and fulfilling parts of being a CIO? <laughs> nice easy um, question. <laughs> I, I would have to say the most fulfilling part is the engagement with the staff in the department. You know, it's really given me an opportunity to learn, get a broader understanding of of the IT landscape and the challenges and um, really understand at an employee level, you know, what are those things that really keep people coming into work every day and, and how to engage the people in the IT department, which is very different than, you know, the clinical side that they're seeing a patient every day and um, they're very connected to what they do and how that impacts the patient. And in the IT department, again, the further you get away from the bedside, it's interesting to, to see what really motivates people um, and, and what keeps them coming to work every day. And, and it's, been, it's been fun for me to learn, you know, in depth. And I am just so impressed here at Wake Forest about, you know, the knowledge and the commitment of the people in the IT department. And they truly really feel like, you know, what they do every day is, is take care of patients. And, you know, again, the IT department, you're, you're here 24-7, 365, and people are really reliant on the systems being up all the time. You know, the, the day where you can tolerate a, a six-hour downtime, those have gone away. And mm -hmm. it takes a committed group of employees um, in the IT department to really make sure that the systems are there to, to have that safety net um, around the patient. So I would have to say that's been, in my opinion, one of the most fulfilling things about coming into the CIO role is, is, is really the, you know, the people I get to work with. I would have to say the other thing that I've really enjoyed um, being in the, in the department directly full-time is the professional network that I've been able to, to develop and um, really networking with other CIOs and CMIOs and throughout the country and learn about, you know, who's really pushing the envelope on, on IT innovation. And there's just been so many great new things that have come on the market as far as um, you know, whether that's direct things that provide care to patients or systems that are, are really connecting organizations together in new ways that are, are really advancing patient care. Uh, obviously, I think your other question was what are the, the struggles or, or things that have not been as, as maybe on, on the fun side. Um, I would have to say, again, I think cybersecurity has been one of those things that, I, that keeps me up at night at times. You know, nobody ever wants to think that people would target, um, you know, patients, especially hospitals, 
those people are so vulnerable and um, things like ransomware are so disruptive and it just it's disheartening you know that we live in a, a society in an age where where we have to worry about people that are, are wanting to do malicious things um, that could ultimately lead to a patient death. So our EHRs are so critical um, to patient care today that I, I think from a, um, you know, what keeps me up at night, I, I, I really do worry about, you know, ensuring that, you know, we do not have um, any, any type of stuff that comes in that could negatively impact our patients. Right. Yeah, that that's definitely a big one. You, um, it sounds like you feel like this is a, a role that, that you're able to thrive in and that it was the right move. Oh, absolutely. Definitely, yeah. Um, it's been, you know, after being on the clinical side for going on 25 years, um, being in the IT department full-time has really been invigorating for me. Again, new challenges, different challenges, but ultimately, you know, professionally a, a great position to be in to, to really accelerate patient care and, um, you know, so it's, it's really been in alignment with my professional goals from a patient care standpoint. It sounds like you've had a really um, interesting road leading up and uh, that's, what's, that's what we always like to hear about is, is, you know, how people got to where they are and some of the lessons learned along the way and uh, it, it's interesting to see how that kind of shapes people as leaders. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I think, you know, everybody comes to a leadership position with a little bit of a different lens based on, you know, their history. So coming into the IT department, it's been wonderful to work with some of the leaders below me who have, you know, worked their entire life in an IT department or they come from other clinical areas and have transitioned into IT over time. Yeah. It provides a great, you know, kind of collaborative group that we've developed. Um, and, uh, again, I don't think, you know, especially in the technology front, you can't be an expert at everything. You know, I, I, I have learned a lot about um, things like data warehousing, cybersecurity, infrastructure, telephony, um, but I have, you know, people that have broad depth of knowledge in those areas that I work with every day. Um, and unless you have, again, that team of people and subject matter expertise across all of the domains, it really is an opportunity to bring a team of people together to, to deliver the outcomes that an IT department is accountable for. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that that about wraps things up. I want to thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed speaking to you, and uh, I think that our readers are, are definitely going to uh, enjoy this, and I'd love to catch up again down the road. Not a problem. I appreciate you reaching out to me, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Katie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.